you had a chance to bet on someone, would you bet on yourself? Well, you should because there's so much more to you than you have ever imagined. This is the All That You Can Be podcast with Yinka Jibril. Let's go on the journey learning how to live our lives by design. Welcome to the All That You Can Be podcast with Yinka Jibril. I hope you are fine. How are you? How are you doing? You see, one of the things that um, caught my attention one day when um, a friend of mine or a colleague was um, saying something about me, um, she was saying, you know, one thing about um, Yinka is that when she asks you, when she asks you, how are you doing, that it is not just an off question or an offbeat question where um, is it, I'm just using that question as a tick in the box, you know, or as a way to um, warm up for conversation or something like that. No, she said, when I ask, how are you? I really want to know how you're doing. And, you know, it kind of brought to the fore of my mind the fact that when I actually ask people how they're doing, I really want to know. I'm actually interested. I'm not asking it as a way to make conversation. So how are you doing today? And sometimes to really check how you're doing. The other side of that statement then is that a lot of times people just say, oh, I'm fine as a tick in the box response to the question, how are you doing? Right? But not too many people actually stop and say, really, how am I doing? How am I faring? Am I fine? Am I fine? And if I'm fine, what is making me fine? And how can I continue to amplify that and to make that better and to continue to be fine? Or if I'm not fine, then how can I change that so that I am fine? You know, and that is really, really what I call self-care. So important very important that you're always doing some kind of self-care to really like establish your place in the world make sure that your your sense of self-value sense of self-worth is right um, where it's supposed to be i mean what is coming to my mind right now is really like a car i know we're not vehicles right but you know when a car is um you know, getting to that point where it's at um, quarter tank, I'm talking about the fuel, um, you know, and then it starts to move towards empty. If you keep driving that car without filling up the tank or without carrying some kind of maintenance on the car, the car will develop problems very soon. So it's pretty much the same thing with us human beings. You know, you have to carry out those almost daily right daily maintenance checks i tell you something if you form the habit of carrying out maintenance checks on yourself daily you can do it more than once a day you can do it when you wake up before you step out of your house or get into your work or do whatever and then you can do it before you fall asleep you know kind of like evaluate yourself evaluate the day evaluate the thoughts going on in your mind think about what's going on inside of you and you know take note of it and take note of you know maybe what has 
excited you or elated you in the day or what has disappointed you or you know what has probably set you back or whatever challenge you have faced and kind of gauge where your thoughts are in terms of all of those things and where you want to be in the next day which kind of excites me today because i am talking about the power of hope today i'm talking about the power of hope and when i think about it what has brought on this topic really is um can i say welcome to 2021 it's exciting to be in this year really right exciting not because there haven't been challenges but exciting because this is an opportunity to hope again right so i was saying what brought on the um the topic i'm talking about today the power of hope i'll tell you a story i i always have stories that sometimes get me thinking and makes me talk about um some of the things that we we talk about during this podcast and so it's so exciting to be with you today to have an opportunity to share this and guess what at the end of it when you listen to these share with me your story i always like to hear the stories from people i always like to some people share with me wonderful stories some people challenge the things that i say and i really really appreciate that because sometimes people tell me oh you you, you're not thinking about that in quite the right way here's another perspective and i'm like "Hmm, that 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 sounds you know like like something to think about so you know share your story challenge what i'm saying give me another perspective you know tell me what you're thinking tell me what you've experienced with others i really 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 appreciate those so my huge thanks goes to those who always share back with me right thank you um so my story that i wanted to talk about right um i met someone recently who um for some reason had to sort of um leave her marriage um she wasn't divorced but she was sort of somewhat separated from her spouse and um you know it was, when the story was told it wasn't a very pleasant story it was one of um verbal abuse it was um it was such a dark dark time you know it was difficult it was difficult not the least because Thought parties also contributed to the relationship being very, very difficult and strenuous and stressful. And if you listen to some of my podcasts in the past where I'm talking about love and relationships, and guess what? This year I'm going to do some more talking about love and relationships and um, you know how to get into the right relationship, how to keep your relationship fresh, how to deal with conflict in relationships, some of those kind of things, right? Okay, so this relationship was really, really difficult and um, she found out that, look, um, it was between the devil and the deep blue sea. I either stay here and lose my mind or I take the high road and try and maintain or reclaim some sanity in my mind. So it was a really, really painful um, experience for her and then she got separated. Now, fast forward to a couple of months later, um, this person then says, look, I am so depressed. I am so depressed. I'm missing this relationship. And in my mind, I thought, what? 
not after everything you shared with me. And, you know, she's like, I'm so depressed. I don't know what to do. She even went as far as saying, I feel like God does not care about me. God does not care about my relationship. Uh, my spouse is not calling my children. They're not keeping in touch. What am I supposed to do? It's my fault. Maybe I should not have left. Maybe I should have stayed. Maybe I should have been patient. I'm feeling so depressed. I'm feeling out of it. Where can I go from here? I don't know what to do. And she was feeling very lost. And I could see the frustration. Now, for me who was listening, right? Um, I was I was so taken aback because the first time I heard about the, the story and sharing all the things that that relationship was, in my mind I thought, yeah, well, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't support divorce. But then I feel like if someone wants to sort of take your life, you, you need to be out of there, you know. And I'm, I'm not speaking literally taking someone's life. But then there's so many things that constitute taking your life, where you have no agency, you have no control over your feelings, you feel so down and out because you're so verbally abused that... I'm talking about a really, really, really painful relationship, right? Where someone feels no self-worth, no self-esteem, they've lost themselves, and they're on the brink of an emotional, mental, and nervous breakdown. And so I was feeling quite frustrated, and my first thought really was, how can you even say you're missing this relationship? Be so... um, careless with yourself and so unloving towards yourself and that was my first thought I'm I'm not very proud of that thought looking back because um, looking back I felt like I should have been more empathetic but 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 at that moment I was kind of feeling like how can you be feeling bad when I feel like you escaped I feel like you should be looking forward to your future but you see looking at that relationship as an excuse for maybe the different things that we go through that has put us in that situation where we're feeling really down and out i could see um i could see and i got to that point where i think i could appreciate the pressure and the hopelessness and the dejection and the depression that this person was feeling and some of the reasons why And I think for me, when I look at that and put it side by side with the year 2020 and a lot of um, what the whole world went through in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic and where people still are and with maybe the job losses, the family losses, the lockdown the fear, the pressure, the anxiety, the loss of income, you know, the loss of um, communication and friendliness and warmness towards one another. I mean, human beings were created for relationships and then all of a sudden we were told we could not relate in the way that we've always known it. And we were relating through all these gadgets and so I could see, I could then see and appreciate the, the, the pain and the dejection that, and the hopelessness, like I said, that comes with all of this, right? And so I, um, I um, sat down and I began to think. I said, what do you do 
when a situation looks really, really hopeless and looks like the only way is down. What do you do? How do you sort of face up to it? And how do you move from that place of real abject hopelessness to a place of hope? You know, um, how do you move from that place where you ended up with nothing or you feel like, okay, I can't move forward, but then going back seems like it's not an option as well. So you feel stuck and you feel like you don't know what to do. You don't really know what to do and how to handle that situation. And when I looked around me and I talked to some people and you're trying to tell them, okay, do you know what? It's it's a new year. They're like, look, it's new, but then everything that is happening around is not new. And then guess what? Then the world is facing another um, situation where people are going back into um, lockdown situations in some parts of the world. And it looks like the new normal that we have has not even had a chance to bed down. So people are like, look, we're in this vortex, we're in this endless cycle where we're sucked into something and we don't know what's at the base of what we're being sucked into. We don't know where the end is. The end does not look in sight. And so because of that, some people are so feeling so hopeless and so overwhelmed. I think the first thing I want to say to you, look, is this. You are not alone. You're not alone in this thing that is happening. You're not alone. It is not peculiar to you only, right? And, you know, I moved from that place where I was not empathetic towards that situation. And I thought how um, I, I think I was a bit judgmental and I thought, this is how people bring up, bring on stuff to themselves and create problems for themselves. Here you've had a chance to escape, but you're not taking that chance. And that is not really the case. It's not really the case. Looking back, I don't think it's the case. Yes, there are circumstances where people bring on issues and problems and amplify problems to themselves. And, you know, they don't take the opportunity to get out of an issue. I, I do know about that. But then this case wasn't exactly that case, right? It was asking the question, look, I'm with the kids. This person is not caring for his kids. Where do I go from here? Am I going to be out of a relationship? I'm married for companionship. Where do I stand? Where do I stand? What is in it for me? And where do I end up? Where do I stand? And that was kind of like the question. And sometimes people don't ask the question. It's pretty much the same. Ask the question of where are we going? What are we doing? Where when am I going to feel stable? When am I going to feel like um, I'm in control of the things happening around me again? Because never before have people felt so out of control. And so I want to say to you that, look, it's not just you. It's not, and you're not alone. And don't let life put you in that position where you feel like you're alone like you people are not hearing you um people are not empathetic towards you or you know the biggest lie of all is that god has forsaken you because you know at this point i think you have to trust in the power of the divine i think you have to trust in the power of the divine 
a power that is above yours, a power that is um, that knows all things, a power that you know can see what's happening, and most importantly, a power that has a plan. So you're not alone. You, we've not been left by ourselves. We've not been left in this hopeless position. We've not been left in a hopeless situation. There is a plan, and you know. For every time I looked around me and I asked myself the question, when does it end? When will I stop homeschooling my kids? When will I stop, you know, having restrictions about going out? When is that relationship going to change? When am I going to be out of this difficulty? When am I going to build my finances back up? When am I going to be in that situation where I'm not struggling, where I'm not in pain, where I'm not afraid? when 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 and you know i think that's the biggest question that people are not able to answer and sometimes that is what is causing the abject depression and the hopelessness the feeling of hopelessness but you know what like i said i want you to understand that look there is hope and you're not alone you're not alone in this so i need you to to solve tell yourself every day i'm not alone in this I'm not alone in this and there is a plan and that leads me to the second thing that I want to say right what we think about during seasons where we face situations that put us that make us feel helpless and hopeless what we're thinking about is really really important you know life itself teaches us that the things that we think about get bigger the thoughts the ideas that we carry gets bigger when you focus on something you see the fine details and guess what sometimes the devil is in the details right so if what you're focusing on is the fear the helplessness the hopelessness and in the case of this friend I was talking about the details of the pain the anguish the anger don't forget that when things happen um, it is what I call change and we go through different stages of change you know there is a change cycle and you go through different stages of change the first time things happen you go into some kind of denial where you're like no this is not really happening to me um you know i'm fine i'm fine so i think what may have happened is that the first time you get out of that maybe um really painful relationship or we faced the pandemic for the first time everyone was like oh i'm fine i'm fine and i'm protecting my own environment i'm staying safe or finally i'm out of that relationship i'm fine i'm moving on so there's this denial that just says look nothing happened i'm fine um and it look it's not your fault it happens to the best of us because really there's something inside of us that wants to be fine um but sometimes we never really gauge how deep we should run or we never really gauge or we're not even in the frame of mind to gauge the impact of what has happened to us at that time when it just happens we're not really in the frame of mind to gauge what has happened to us right or for some people it's that they lost loved ones so initially they're not really in that headspace where they're gauging the impact of what has happened and then time passes 
you, you go into places of quietness or you start to pick up the, the, the pieces of whatever has gone down. And at that point, you're looking closely. What you're thinking about during those times really matters a lot. You see, a lot of times, some people focus on the pain. Some people focus on the things that are not right. Some people focus on the fear. And at that point, really, really begin to take on the fear, the doubt, the self-doubt, the self-beating. That is when the questions start to come up like, did I do the best that I could have done? What could I have done differently? Oh, it's my fault. Oh, I should have been more patient. Oh, I should have, you know, and then they kind of focus on that energy. Oh, if I had done this, I would not have, you know, I, I can imagine those people who um, were in a situation where they did not believe that COVID-19 was happening. And so they you know, were responsible for putting together a get-together where a lot of people attended. And after that, you know, they they found out that so many people came down with COVID and some people actually died. I can imagine how those kind of people are feeling. They would really, really blame themselves, you know. And so after they've gone through that phase of denial, then comes the phase where there is blame, there is anger, and that anger usually directed towards self, you know, a lot of times directed towards self. And so I mean, at that point, what you're thinking about, what's going on in your mental world, like I like to call it, really, really matters at that time. Are you in that place where you're doing a lot of self-blaming or others blaming or just blaming, naming and shaming and just blaming and blaming and, you know, and and, um, flogging yourself and beating up yourself and just ruminating over the wrong things and how, you know, say possibly for somebody who lost their job you're thinking that oh if i had switched jobs at this time i would not have been in this situation or i had the opportunity to learn a skill so rather than stopping and saying what do i need to be doing from now on what can i do what can i do to make this better then the blame takes over and like i said what you focus on gets bigger And as it amplifies, it takes you over. And when it takes you over, then you start to experience um, things that are beyond your control. Whereas previously you felt like the things that happened put you in a situation where you were out of control. These are the real things. These thoughts, these negative thoughts, these limiting self-beliefs, this self um degradation and the beating of yourself and the focusing on the negative things and the you know losing yourself i know it's a phase but then if you're heavily focused on it it kind of reduces the time for 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 recovery it it reduces the time for people to sort of recover from what they've gone through it reduces their ability to to um gain control of themselves you know and you know it's not a good place to be it's not it's not a it's not a good place to be that focus is not good it's not a healthy one it's not where people should be
So I would say the second thing you need to do is learn to focus on the positive things. Learn to focus on the positive side of life. You should start looking at it. And one of the things that is really, really the positive side of life is that if you're in that situation where you're able to think about anything at all, you should think about the fact that you are here. You are here. You are still here. And that is important. And then you should tell yourself that if I'm still here, then there is still something to be gained. There is still something for me to do. There is still hope. There is still a way that I need to go. And you start looking at how to fix it. If if I'm still here, it's probably because there's still something to fix. If I'm still here, it means I still have a purpose. If I'm still here, I still have self-worth. If I'm still here, then there's still a lot to do right and that helps you to start doing what i call a forward look you start looking forward you start looking in front of you and saying okay i can make i can start making sense of whatever losses i faced i can start making sense of um whatever i've been through but i'm still here and because i'm still here then there is still some power in me because i'm still here then there is a future And so what does that future hold? What part do I have to play in that future? And how can I take charge of that future, make it my own and shape it in whatever way? Now, see, the issue is this. When I thought about that in that sense, then I wasn't um, judgmental anymore. I began to think about the, the question, what do you want to do? And so that was kind of like the question I posed back. So initially I was like, Oh, you should feel lucky that you escaped. This was, this was a really dark time in your life and you should feel lucky that you're out of it now. No, I, I began to say, okay, what do you want to do about it? Because you're an adult. I'm not going to tell you what to do about it. I need you to make sense of what you're going to do about it and take responsibility for the decisions that you then make, right? So um, at that point, then questions come and you're like, fine, what do I need to do about this current situation? And what can I do about it? And what can help me do something about it? And so that leads me on to the third point. When you think about what you can do about certain situations, your mind tends to go back to some of the places you have been in the past. Because sometimes life, or all the time, life is in ebbs and flows. We all face challenges because that builds our capacity to learn how to deal with challenges. And in the past, you have faced some challenges before. And you know what? You have the opportunity then to look back and look back at the monuments of the challenges that you faced in the past and how you ended up being okay how you ended up getting out of that situation sometimes you can look back and say what was it that helped me to get out of that situation and how can i apply some of those things now i thought the sky was going to fall on my head but then it did not and so this was how i sort of got out of that situation and you know what it doesn't mean that you're going to have all the answers you may not have all the answers at that moment but then when you look back the first thing looking back to things that you've been through and how you came out of that is that it kind of shows you that look all is not lost and you will be okay you will come out okay 
Yes, you might go through a difficult patch, but then you're better able to take responsibility for some of the things that you decide to do now. And then you can look back and pick up some of those things. And you know what? I find that that, that really gives me a lot of hope. When I look back and I say, oh, this happened to me in the past, I thought all was lost, but it turned out that half of what I feared was not the case. And then I look at some of the actions that I took or some of the people that helped or some of the ways I approached what I was going through, you know, and this was what helped. You know, it could be that talking to people repeatedly helped or it could be that, look, I just started to think about alternative ways of approaching life or I began to focus on maybe um, other people's stories and how it helped them or I began to think about myself in a whole new way and I began to sort of rebrand myself and um, I, I started, you know, anything. What is it that helped in the past? What is it that helped you function and what is it that helped you get from point A to point B because guess what you don't have to move from point A to point Z if you knew the end from the beginning then chances are you would relax but you don't know but what you can do is give yourself a chance to move from point A to point B and be happy in the small steps celebrate the small steps of the things that you can do right so I began to ask my friend the question, what are you going to do about it? What do you want to do about it? And you would see that rather than that overwhelming flood of helplessness that seems to just envelope, you get people, or I get myself, if it, if it was me, I would then get myself into a position where I then begin to look at the little things. And in one of my podcasts, I'm going to share with you why the little things matter, right? And then I begin to unpick and I begin to look at the little things and I begin to separate issues and I begin to ask myself questions like, what is most important for me right now? What is most important for me right now? Is it staying safe? In which case, if I'm taking steps to stay safe, then that's important and I should celebrate the fact that I'm taking steps to stay safe. Or what is, if I'm talking about that um, relationship situation, if it is, if the most important thing to me right now is having my sanity, then everything that leads towards me having my sanity is what I would celebrate and not think too much about the other things like the loneliness and the fear and the faults, where the faults lie. I would just define for myself that, look, the most important thing to me right now is my sanity. And somehow identifying that as the most important thing to me makes every other suffering bearable. And that is hope. That is hope. It is the thought that, look, what is happening today is not the end of the world. I'm still here. And then now, what is most important? And I'm walking in the direction of what is most important. And you see, the out-of-controlled nature of things all of a sudden becomes something that you can control. And these are, you know, really, really small, tiny, but really important steps. And I think I'm going to have a part two of this podcast where I can share with you some of the tips for, for staying 
hopeful in this season. Believe in the power of the divine. Believe that there is a plan. Believe that you're still okay. Be thankful of the fact that you're still here. And then identify what is most important to you. Those are my first few tips, right? And so I'm going to wrap up here and just reach out to anyone who's really suffering right now, who has suffered in some way or the other. We all have. And say to you that there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. And I don't want you to lose hope. Please don't lose hope. Tell me how you're feeling, right? And call me up. Share your stories with me. But I just want to tell you that you're not alone and there is hope. There is hope in the world. And I want you to reach out deep within you and find that hope. Find that reason to keep living and keep thriving and keep being the best version of yourself. It's been such a pleasure sharing this with you. And please connect with me. Send me an email. It's yinka at think-atycb.org. Yinka at think-atycb.org. And tell me what you're feeling. Connect with me. Share your stories with me. And you know something? I love you.